You are now listening to Well-Fed Women, the show that's been radically changing the way women perceive health, fitness, and their bodies since 2015. I'm your host, Noelle Tarr. Submit your questions to wellfedwomen at gmail.com, and you can keep up with the show on Instagram at wellfedwomen. Welcome to the Well-Fed Women Podcast. This is episode number 281. I'm your host, Noelle Tarr. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and a certified personal trainer. Today, Steph and I are going to be talking about our current feelings on shifting macronutrients because we haven't talked about low-carb versus low-fat in a while. So we're probably just going to say a lot of the same stuff that we've said in the past. Um, we're also going to be discussing making friends and social connections as an as adults, which the struggle is real, and health shifts that give you the most bang for your buck when you're not ready to be all in or you have people in your life who you want to help who don't want to be all in. Before we jump in, there is no question that blue light exposure is something we're all going to have to proactively manage long term if we want to maintain or improve our health. Most people are spending more and more time inside on their phones, computers, and in front of the TV. And studies show chronic blue light exposure can negatively impact our circadian rhythms, mood, and hormones. This is why I've become really passionate about light optimization and filtering out computer light and, and light from your phone, but then also blue light entirely after the sun sets. I wasn't doing anything about this until about a year ago when everything just hit the fan and I was experiencing migraines and, and nausea and unexplained wired and tiredness at night. And now I wear blue blocks computer glasses anytime I'm working at the computer or I'm on my phone and I wear blue blocks sleep glasses right when the sun sets. And I actually just ordered some computer glasses for my husband because I'm so into this and he has Hashimoto's and I'm like, why am I doing all the biohacking? You need to be doing it as well. Um, so for us and our kids, which when they start using screens, we will be doing this probably for the rest of our lives. So my kids are going to love me. Um, after a lot of research, I chose blue blocks because there's a lot of cheaply made products on the market. And I was just doing a lot of research and found that a lot of the Blue blocking glasses, are, they don't block the full spectrum of blue and green light, which is really important in order for those studies to be actually valid and for you to see those health benefits. Um, blue block lenses are high quality. They are evidence-based and they do feel really good and they're comfortable and they look good on. The frames are gorgeous and they fit and feel better than my normal glasses, which were much more expensive. Um, Please don't waste your money on glasses that don't actually filter out light and and get blue blocks. They are uh, evidence-based. They do block out the light that will help support circadian rhythm function and hormonal health. Go to blue blocks. So it's actually not spelled as it sounds. It's blue, B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com slash well fed and use the code well fed all one word for 15% off which is actually it's a huge savings uh, blue blocks is an Australian company so but shipping is still fast and free again it's blueblocks.com slash well fed that's b-l-u-b-l-o-x and then the code is well fed for 15% off uh, for more information on all of this Andy was really um Wonderful and came on and talked a lot about blue light exposure and managing it. And the episode is, is number 276. I'll link to it in the show notes. It's incredibly comprehensive and packed with a lot of evidence-based information. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
stuck in all caps and stuck on mute. <laughs> I was trying to get my mouse to, like, I couldn't get the mouse to get over the unmute button. Like, it was also stuck. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I just have to tell the tidbit is that you, so we obviously chat on Skype. And sometimes I arrive a little early and you, you and I was like, hey, we're ready. I'm ready if you're ready. <laughs> and Steph comes back screaming at me with her all capsness and said, I am ready. And then you're like, I am so sorry for the all caps. My computer is stuck in all caps. And then you st- <laughs> you're like, I'm reading about poofas. <laughs> and I was reading everything as like you're screaming and you're just stuck in the screaming mode. And so I got on and I was just cracking up. I was like, yeah, one of those moments where like technology, like emotionally, like just decides it's going to represent you. You know, I was like, hey, I'm (laughs) screaming into the void here. (laughs) I'm stuck on all caps. Yeah, I tell you what, all caps can be very offensive these days. It can change everything around when you have no like actual understanding of how something is being said to be fair it, basically everything is offensive <laughs> for the most part to be fair <laughs> poor uh, all cats now it's getting a bad rap uh, so how are you doing because last time we chatted you were you were a little down a little down but look this has been a really freaking challenging time like welcome to the second half of 2020 i can't the the year that stressed us all the freak out like it's it's bad so how are you doing and how are you because now it's obviously summer and i'm wondering about your situation your c19 situation and how things are going my sitch yeah i uh i can't be- i can't believe it's july i know like i'm almost 32 what? <laughs> <laughs> of course you bring that back to your age <laughs> Well, yeah, because time passes, you know, the clock know. is ticking, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and I just, uh, like, I started podcasting, I was, like, 23, you know, it's just, like, anyway, time. Uh, so, I'm uh, I'm doing better. Uh, moving into this new flat was actually very salvific. Um, you know, a friend pointed out to me the other day, due to my wide variety of sensitivities, <laughs> Which I'm always trying to like be more resilient then, but uh, I've just I've never really lived in a space that I didn't like have to protect myself in in terms of the lighting, in terms of the you know the people who like make sounds or wear perfume or like you know or the dry air because that gives me migraines or the heat, um, and so I've like for the first time ever I live in a space that is like just deeply calming it's got these beautiful colors I have these really nice blankets like and uh yeah and so that's been really really nice and it's, it has this little community feel and it's sort of given me enough ground to stand on to uh deal with you know all of the things that have happened in the last year and just sort of settle a little bit so I've been moving uh, much more slowly than I normally have one thing I've learned a lot about in uh this pandemic time is how ridiculously <laughs> productive I used to be. Like, no, yeah, just like rid- ridiculous. I just remember I would like it would 
bother me to no end that I would have to like walk an extra 10 minutes because like, God forbid I do an 11 hour and 50 minute workday instead of a 12 hour workday, you know, or like I have to call my mom or something like I have to do something for 10 minutes. And I was like, oh my God, my 12 hour workday, my 14 hour workday. And now I do 90 minutes and I'm like, whew. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a nap, you know. <laughs> so yeah. just, um the perspective is is really helpful and I'm not I'm not pushing myself to um you know, I'm not like expecting anything and I'm working on this book where I'm like trying to solve the problem of meaninglessness for the, like the rest of time. That's okay. like my goal. It's my goal and 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 I want to do it in the next couple months, but I <laughs> it's just of course so, so of ridiculous. course you of my course, that's what you're life. working on. Yeah, my all caps life. Um, yeah. It is what I'm working on, but you know that kind of like that kind of idea. You can't like, you know, I can't really force it. So, um, so I'm being patient with myself, and I have sort of been able to heal in this space. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, one of the things. Yeah, one of the things of aging. One of the things of I'll, I'll say getting older, settling into your 30s, which is we'll talk about this more i think on in a, in a few i have a couple questions queued is that right mm-hmm. yes in the queue <laughs> you notice i almost said queed <laughs> no i didn't but that's okay. hysterical <laughs> so i say that that way because that's usually you know i don't know anyway uh, go, going back to i had this conversation actually with my family over the weekend where i was like i say things because i think that that's you know i'm like i sound sometimes i say things different well obviously y'all know i do this this is something i do i always say things differently but i also like to say things how they're spelled and so that helps me because i'm a terrible speller mm-hmm. terrible speller wait so then why are you always giving me crap for uh, pronouncing what, what's the word that you give me? Hyperpalatable was just, I just, I just had heard it one too many times. <laughs> just had heard it one too many times. Um, Go on. Sorry. So anyway, I just, and then I realize and I say them in real life and I have to stop myself, especially when I'm doing things, you know, broadcasting to thousands and thousands of people so that I don't sound like a, com- a complete idiot. Um, but anyway... So, in the queue, not the quee. <laughs> uh, so, in the queue, what was I even saying with that? Questions I'd... about... That oh, I have questions in the, in the queue about, yeah, just about the struggle that is getting, grow, becoming an adulthood, you know, making friends and all that kind of stuff. So, we'll talk about that in a second. But one of the things that I have noticed that it, it just obviously everything gets harder as you age and and I we do have to go with that flow. I'm glad that you're kind of going with that flow. I think another interesting thing that I found too is just like motherhood slows you down tremendously and I I always think about some of that like where would I be right now if I hadn't had kids and I think that's fine. Like it's not I'm not I don't regret my decision at all, but it just certain things like having a baby was a huge um physical challenge you know, and I think it is for most women, but for me, it just triggered a lot of issues. And it it made me realize as a three on the Enneagram, how much, how much I put into my productivity. And so if anything, it was like a very interesting mirror for me that when my productivity had to slow down or had to change and I had to shift based on my body, my fatigue, my anxiety, the fact that I had a newborn to take care of, like all of that was very, that's what made postpartum for me so hard. And now I'm kind of in this nice new place where I have, 
I have a different expectation of myself and I'm totally fine with that. But yeah, if I look back to what I was doing in my early 20s, I'm very happy that I started a business then because I was able to get exhausted from just that, not, you know, everything else in life, which is my life now. Also, you visited me in Philly at my Philly house and it was very mm -hmm. small and I think it actually triggered, it was dark and I think that that triggered a lot of my issues postpartum. I think it, it actually heightened my anxiety. I did not have a social network. There was like the laundry, and this may sound small, but it is not. The laundry was in the basement and the basement stairs, you had to like crouch down. And so with washing diapers and washing kid clothes and doing everybody's laundry, it just, I spent a lot of time in this dark basement that had one light, like little light that you, you know, pulled to turn on. And I think it just, <laughs> it was just darkness. And so I don't think you can underestimate living in a space that has a little bit more air and breath and calmness, like you said, and light. Like now I can get outside. We had no outdoor space. We had this tiny little slab, but I will tell you what, being outside now in the sun and having access to grass and trees and just sun and light has been so huge for me. And even though having Maverick was a, another challenge and having two is another challenge, I feel like a lot of the things that I can attribute to doing this better and having um, like a bit, um, more capability or, or I was better at coping was because of the house that I'm in now, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting when you look at some of those external factors too, what, what plays into your health overall and your mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I'm not sure if I talked about this last time I was on the show, but I, my whole life, I just ignored all of that. And now I'm like, oh, hmm, <laughs> okay. Like you people who like pay attention to your surroundings. Yeah, we've <laughs> maybe you have a point. Well, okay. So how long have we been doing this? Five and a half years. Like <laughs> when we first started, Stop reminding me. <laughs> when we first started, we were you were a very different. You were like whatever shoes, whatever. And then now, and you're like throw pillows, huh? And <laughs> so we've watched you. <laughs> grow, okay. Grow to be care. fair, like. That thing is still there. The thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, I am trying to solve the problem of meaninglessness for all time in the next two months. But like, <laughs> yeah, I have a throw pillow and yeah. two faux fur blankets. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't know that. That makes a oh huge difference as well. The right blanket. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're telling me I'm like swaddled right now. <laughs> are you really? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and are you staying? How long are you going to be? where you're at do you know uh well it's as long as i can hmm. uh depends a lot on what the british government thinks of my visa application hmm. so we'll see okay yeah hmm. all right would you like to jump into some questions yeah we have some it. a good variety today and a lot of things to talk about so question oh my god yeah sorry i'm so excited to talk about macro <laughs> Question number one is from Melanie. What are your current thoughts on low carb versus low fat versus keto versus carnivore versus plant based versus fasting? 
versus all the things. It never gets old. And in other words, what do we think about dieting stuff? What do we think about macronutrient shifting? I would actually love, we haven't, so we, we talked about this a lot when we were launching the book. This was the basis for the book. You, we have a lower carb plan and we have a higher, highish carb plan or a, a lower fat plan and figure out what works for you. But I'm interested to know where you stand now, what do you, where, where are your thoughts on carbs and fasting, especially because I have an inkling that you have shifted some more things around and all of the things, macronutrients go. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to separate my personal experience from my response <laughs> for this, the first time in a five good, and a half years. What a good quality trait. <laughs> this is great. Continue. Every time somebody writes in with a question, I'm like, oh, let me tell you about my life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you do that. Um, yeah, I do that. <laughs> People do that. It's a human thing. Yeah, I bring it a full circle. Anyway, okay, current thoughts. Uh, I continue to think that at different times in our lives, based on our physical and emotional states, a wide variety of diets can work for us. I have eaten patterns uh, in the last couple months that wrecked me eight years ago, you know, and so it's just, it's extremely, extremely context dependent. I would say, generally speaking, uh, if you've had trouble with dieting, if you've had trouble with uh, disordered relationships with food, if you've had trouble with your fertility and with your, the regularity of your cycles and stuff, like if you've ever had a patterns of under eating, then restrictive stuff is just like probably not something that's great for you right now. I do think that cutting out hyperpalatable foods at really high amounts of sugar can be really important. Not like, you know, just choosing not to eat those things because they can sort of trip you into, you know, obsessing over wanting them more and more because they're, you know, just so tasty. Uh, but generally speaking, restriction, if it's not good for you emotionally, just don't touch it. Just do not touch it because it is <laughs> it is probably the most potent way to make yourself uh, not eat well, <laughs> right? It, to make yourself uh, overeat, to make yourself e eat foods that aren't particularly good for you, uh, to like drive yourself crazy. Uh, restriction is still like number one. And it happens to me these days, even though I'm like very much like don't care. I just, it's so easy to see what that can do to you mentally. Even just the little thought of like, you know, today I, most days, here I am my experience, most days I uh, have like a chocolatey coffee. That's my treat to myself. And today I was like, you know what? I'm not going to have one. And then I was like, oh, but I really, you know, whereas otherwise if I, if I didn't tell myself I couldn't do it, then I, it would just, it would, I would have been okay to not, you know, anyway. So restriction, still not a thing. Low carb, low fat. I think you can be healthy on any any of these diets. Um, more than anything, I just I want people to pay attention to what their specific health problems are, and then address them. You know, and that way, like, yeah, okay. So at some point, like I said, a higher carbohydrate approach could be good for you. You know, maybe you've struggled with your eating. Maybe you've struggled with your thyroid. Maybe you've struggled with adrenal stuff and you just need to focus on like nourish, nourish, nourish. Yeah. Throw a bunch of carbs in, whatever. Fine. Maybe at other points, if you uh, have some issues with inflammation, with insulin uh, sensitivity and the like, go lower carb, eat something, you know, higher fat. Keto? Yeah, sure. Why not? Try it. But if it doesn't, you know, my stance is the same. I'm 
don't let me keep rambling. My stance is the same as it's been. Um, yeah, what you? Okay, you- I'll throw some things in and then you can follow up. I <laughs> I've come to. <laughs> you said stop. You so I just stepped mm-hmm. in. Okay, mm-hmm. so I have come to a place after the many years thinking. Okay, it's all about diet. Everybody needs to do paleo, right? Paleo is the key. That's this is where all this is the diet everybody should be doing. To maybe that's not the best, but definitely still need to restrict carbohydrates. Oh, we definitely should be lowering carbohydrates. And we should probably be restricting calories somewhat. To maybe that's all wrong and I don't know what I'm talking about. To where I am now, which is okay, food, and then it was, you know, food quality. Food quality is important. And I believe that as well. However, I do feel that there are two aspects when we're talking about food and diet. I think we're focusing way too much on the food. So there, there are two, we're talking about health, sorry. We're, we're focusing way too much on the food. And when I, where I'm looking at health as an individual and how food impacts you, I'm looking at the food, but I'm also looking at the terrain, so what is your gut like? What's going on with your uh, your whole GI system and how your body produces hormones and digestive enzymes and what's going on in your in your actual uh, lower gut where you know you have all your bacteria and do you have any sort of um, uh, how, what's the strength of your enterocytes? Do you have any intestinal permeability going on? I think that there are two aspects to how food impacts us. And we focus way too much on the food and way too little about healing and repairing the gut and balancing hormones. And when I'm talking about hormones, I'm not just talking about estrogen, progesterone, and all that kind of stuff, which do impact digestion and excretion and all that kind of stuff. I'm also talking about cortisol and the hormones that manage insulin and all that kind of stuff. So I, the more I get into this and the more that I go down this road, I've become less and less interested, I shall say, in, ooh, what's the next diet? Like, ooh, what's, what should I be eating for my blood type? Or what should I be eating? Like, maybe I should only be eating beans now or whatever, you know, basically, you can find health benefit from most diet protocols. If you majorly restrict any one macronutrient, or if you majorly focus on one like food group, you're going to see changes and shifts in your body. You're likely going to see a reduction in weight. I think somebody did the Twinkie diet once where they just ate Twinkies and they lost weight on it. Now, I don't know what their, their biomarkers were. I don't know anything about the health of their body, but they lost weight. And so you can make the argument that low fat, low carb, plant-based, like all of these diets can support health or can bring out health benefits in the short term, in the short term. And I think that that's one thing that we all miss hugely. Um, And especially given the fact that a lot of studies and research are on men or are on um, women who are not cycling. So we have these small studies that show... and. Some people may argue that it's not small, but there is so little nutrition, solid evidence-based nutrition literature that it's, you can't just pull something up and say like, oh, this, like, everybody's going to do the literature and then try to push forth studies that supports their narrative and supports their diet, 
right? So yes, I think we need to be intentional at looking at some of those studies and, and, oh, wow, like I could, I could do well on a low carb diet. Let me see if that works for me. Or, oh, I have some metabolic issues. Let me get on a low carb diet and see how that works. See if my body thrives in that environment. And that may work really, really well. But I would also like for you to be aware of the fact that this may not work long term. This may not work really well for cycling women, which having your cycle is very important. It's very important to overall health. And also, it you also need to look at the terrain. You also need to look at what's the health of your body. Where are your hormones at? Um, Are you cycling regularly? Are you eating sufficient calories? Like, is your body nourished? Are you, do you have any nutrient deficiencies doing what you're doing? So I think that we, of course, underplay all of that stuff because it's a little bit more complicated and it's, it's less easy to control. I think the people who go down the path of, I've got to really restrict and eat in this specific window. I was that person. You know, I know you were too, Stephanie. You know, I'm a three. I'm a perfectionist. I like to be in control. Most of my anxiety comes from not being in control. And so what I really wanted to do with these very specific protocols that were very low fat or whatever, you know, that's what it was back in the day. And then I tried to go vegan because that was even more extreme. And then what did I, then I moved to like, oh, then I should eat fat, you know? And so like, I was always trying to just hyper control my food because I wanted to control my body. I wanted to control other people's perception of me. I thought that that would lead to happiness. I thought that that control would lead to less anxiety, less, um, fear, you know, less, oh, I wouldn't say loneliness, but less disapproval. And that's what why I chased after it. And now kind of as I've gotten older and matured, and stop me, Stephanie, because now I feel like I'm rambling, but now as I've gotten older <laughs> and matured, like I do feel like I'm looking at this from a much higher view and I, I can see, see diets for what they are, which is, yes, they may provide health benefits. Yes, it may work for your body. Experiment and figure out what works for you and what brings you health. Don't under, don't miss don't ignore, don't ignore the other signs of health. If you're doing something with your food, but you have a whole lot of gut issues or you're, you're don't have a period or your hormones are all over the place, then you need to reconsider shifting it. Mm. That is what I'll say. Okay. Yeah, that's wise. I totally agree. Like we just need to like constantly, you know, be in touch with our bodies, but also not like obsessively fam. Life is short. <laughs> You know, I, 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 that's another thing as well. I just, I, we spend so much time. Okay. So I'm like writing this book of solving the problem of meaninglessness. <laughs> a, a part of what we do is like obsess over ways to make things better, like to make things easier, to make us look better, like just better, 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 because we don't necessarily like, have you know, it's it's like a distraction. It's a way to uh, ignore problems and it's a way to like stand in place from things that could be, you know, more fulfilling or more meaningful, but they're harder, right? And this is just, anyway, I mean, I, and I've said this uh, for a long time too. There's a post on my blog somewhere that's like, hey, FYI, like eat how you want, but you will die someday, right? So, so like, yeah, I'm all about being healthy, but... You know, we talk about this too, like the nitpicking with the different kinds of ingredients in your coconut 
milk and like what's that what's that carrageenan how do you pronounce it yeah, I think I it's just, yeah. yeah yeah i just <laughs> yeah i just um so that's I, you know that's another thing about diets it's like yeah pay attention take care of yourself and also you know go live your life Go live your life. Stop focusing so much on your macronutrients and the cellulite on your left thigh because it really, in the end, does not matter. It doesn't, right? And that's what solving the problem of meaninglessness over here. I do feel that we will get to a point. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get to a point in my 60s where I will, where I'm like, oh man, I just would have worried about that. I wish, I wish I worried about my cellulite more. Yeah. I wish I would have worried about that sagging skin under my arm just for a little bit more time. Yeah, I wish that it took more of my emotional energy and I hated myself more. I really wish. Here's what I'll say to wrap this up is that I also think that, okay, so uh, we're going to get doom and gloom here, but like, say one day in your old age, or let's just say people who get cancer, you know, they get cancer and they're, I don't think they're like, well, man, I should have really ketoed harder. And that may be triggering because keto is supposed to, you know, be a great diet for cancer. And I, I do think that that's important. What I'm saying is that there are a lot of other things that play into the development of cancer, things that I'm not even going to go into it, but, you know, because it's all woo-woo stuff. But, you know, there are a lot of other things that play into that, right, in our daily lives. And we know that we're exposed to carcinogens on a daily basis. So beyond EMFs and stuff like that, you know, we're exposed to carcinogens in the air, pollutants in our uh, personal care products and cleaning products. And we're, it's just there's a lot that we can't control. And so I don't think that at the end of our life when we're I I I think that the people who are going how do I say this when you get to the end of your life I don't think that it's going to be well I just wish I would have ketoed harder I wish I would have just controlled my diet a little bit more I think it's the people who do really well and have the most joy and actually end up having more longevity are the people who worried less like worry and anxiety and just like um i i don't i i'm trying to think of the word but just like this hyper focus on trying to control everything i i think we cannot discount that or write that off as that also negatively impacts our health and so that's kind of where i think where i've come more recently which is my mental and emotional state is the most important thing. And I actually think it's really freaking important for my health long-term. And I mean, we've always said that, right? But I'm thinking more now within the context of chronic diseases and cancers and what are the things that start to impact people as they get older. And yes, absolutely. I do think that diet is important. And if I get diagnosed with something, you better believe I'm probably going to be you know, tailoring my food and and shifting it in a specific way. But I also think that attitude and my own mental and emotional health and how I focus on things is going to be one of the best, like, taking care of that is one of the best things that I can do for my health long term. And a lot of that's why you see people who are really old and ate like French fries every day and they're 101, you know, and they, they have yeah. a positive outlook on life. And so I guess that's I'm I'm thinking about that a lot more, too. We actually really didn't talk anything about diets. We just, <laughs> just yeah, we did. Did we? 
yeah. And I like, I mean, I do think, again, a carnivore, plant-based, you know, there's a lot of diets included in this list. And so we've yeah. just been talking about the concept and how, like, yeah, I do think, what works for you. Yeah. And I do think temporary short-term fasting, I think temporary short-term keto diets, specifically for women after cycling, after, you know, in, in peri or menopause, I think that those have health benefits. Do I think that they're right for most cycling women? Not really, but I do think that all of these these diets and protocols had like if you look at your life on a line, <laughs> you know, like a timeline, there are definitely way places where you can say, okay, I'm going to shift keto, you know, I'm going to do keto here, and oh, I started experiencing this, and I had a baby, so I shifted, you know, I, I followed a higher carb approach and really focused on A, B, and C foods because that's what I needed in this moment. So it's more like shifting diets into the timeline or protocols into the timeline when they fit your needs and being very okay with shifting them out and throwing them out when they are no longer necessary. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of moving things with my hands. Like, I, okay. I wish I could show you the visual <laughs> that I had, the timeline and the shifting, you know. And, you know, like, this is, like, this is, we walk this walk. I've made, a, you've seen me over the course of years make a huge amount of changes. In fact, in the last, I didn't, <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, I decided to, like, move my meal timings and my sleep timings. Like, you know, you just... You can do it. You where, know, you don't have to be stuck in a certain, like, this is best forever. Where's your sleep timing now? Uh, well, I just, I mean, it's been really convenient for me for a very long time to, like, work all day, <laughs> eat at the end of the day, go to sleep late. And I've started trying to push, like, you know, push things to a more, like, approximating a more normal circadian rhythm, uh, which has been good. It's been good for my sleep, but it's probably going to be ultimately unsustainable because going to bed at 11 p.m. is, like, way too early. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) I know. I told another, like, adult friend that, and she was like, you know, that's still late, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, that's pretty late. Not in a university town. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Family, I am super excited to announce that Bioptimizers is offering our listeners a free bottle of Mass Zymes. If you feel like you're doing everything right, yet you're still really struggling with digestive issues that occur randomly, like gas, bloating, or cramping, which are all actually very common, digestive enzymes is a great first place to start. Mass Zymes is a 17 enzyme full spectrum formula with five different kinds of protease, which is the enzyme that is the catalyst for the breakdown of protein and undigested proteins can cause a lot of gut dysfunction. Masszymes also contains astrazyme, which boosts amino acid absorption. To get your free bottle, there is no catch to this. Just go to masszymes.com slash wellfedfree. Again, that's mass, M-A-S-S, zymes, Z-Y-M-E-S, Dot com slash free. There you'll automatically get access to a coupon code that will zero out the cost of a bottle of Masszymes. You will have to pay shipping, but that's it. Again, masszymes.com forward slash free, all one word. There is a limited supply of this, so I would jump on it. There's, you just, it's limit one per household. And even if you don't have any current digestive issues, I highly recommend grabbing a bottle and seeing how it impacts your health for the better. 
Question number two is from Ashley. Here's a question for you, Noel and Stephanie. I was not a podcast listener from the beginning. I've tried going back and listening, but I don't listen to podcasts a ton. And I'm curious how your friendship blossomed, which leads me to my secondary question that I think a lot of women may or may not have forming those solid ride-or-die friendships later in life. I'm 30 and had a pretty solid friendship foundation and then life changes, if you will. I won't bore you with all the details, but I have lost some of my closest best friends. Not death, she says, and I feel like there's that there's that piece missing. Maybe it's a season of life, but I'm looking forward. What is your advice in creating and investing in friendships? This Mm. is hard. (laughs) I have. I actually I put a lot of thought into this because, um, and I think you and I might be able to reflect on it well, but from different perspectives because our lifestyles are very different. Um, I've traveled around a fair amount and I'm extremely introverted and I hate talking to people. I, I mean, I don't, but like, you know, going to events where you meet people, like crushing for me, I, it's very challenging. And uh, so I have gone through many periods of really intense lonesomeness in my life. But over the course of the last 10 years or so, like I've met a fair number of people and I think because of my introversion, and I'm just extremely picky, I'm like a diva <laughs> about are you, are you friend friendships. Picky? Yeah. <laughs> friend, like, uh, I, I don't often like meet people that I love and I'm like, yes, I must, I must. But when I do, I, we just, we don't let go, you know? And so um, slowly over time, I accumulate like people who are just like perfect for me, you know, in different ways and, uh, and, and don't let go of, of those. And I have, there have been people who have dropped off for sure. And they like wax and wane. I mean, there's a lot of sociological theory that people can't have more than five, you know, loosely five people who are really, really close to them at any given point in time. And then they just, you know, we don't, we have, we are limited in time and energy, but, um, generally speaking, I think probably when, you know, if you can identify people who are really special to you and you want to keep them, then you do it. And uh, I think, honestly, there are a couple of different modes. Uh, one way that I keep people is like spaced out long communications once in a while, you know, like, oh, I'll send an email once every couple months. Um But the other is like very informal. And I think this is a little bit easier, which is just like you see a gift that reminds you of them and you send it, you know, like (laughs) because there's there's so much uh, energy required in uh, trying to uh, set things up or there's more, you know, when you sort of when you let things go. It's like almost anything in life, like when you have momentum, it's just easier to keep it. And so there's that. And also when you have foundations of love and trust, you can go a while without speaking with somebody. And then you, again, you see a gift that reminds you of them, like a giraffe with its tongue hanging out or whatever, and you send it. <laughs> and, and it's just like, it's normal and it's fine because you like, you know that you love each other a lot and you just, you know, so um, that's kind of, that's what I do. And when I move to new places, it takes a while, you know, also think about what the kind of people you really like would do with their time and then go do that with your time and then you'll find they, they will be there. <laughs> they will be there, you know, so, so um, and like, so maybe that's a church thing. Maybe that's a volunteering thing. Maybe that's an extracurricular activity you really like. Maybe it's a 
book club. Like there, you know, parent. I don't know parenting stuff. Moms and dads. I don't know. You guys all have your own stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so those those are my few thoughts. And to be honest with you, like my whole life, my friends make fun of me all the time. They're always like, "I'm Stephanie. I'm a lone wolf." Like that's how they make fun of me. Um, <laughs> I've been a lone wolf my whole life, um, but now I like I have I have so many friends. I like I don't I. I don't know what to do. The wolf is stressed, you know? And so <laughs> the wolf is stressed. <laughs> you can quote me on that. <laughs> oh, I'm like, please don't talk to me. <laughs> I love you guys so much, but please stop talking to me. So anyway, those are like, those are whatever. And we can like do our story. Um, but it's very short and, um, you know, the very story, well uh, I'll do the 30 second <laughs> version. The story is Stephanie. I heard Stephanie on, which this is funny i can't we're not going to go into it um the fat the fat burning man podcast and um (laughs) there's a a whole nother episode if you want that backstory and so (laughs) you have to pay for that one (laughs) bonus episode just kidding um so heard her on the podcast started following her saw that her marketing was terrible reached out to her said would you like me to help you? She said, yes. We started working on marketing together. I said, do you want to start a podcast? She said, yes. We we initially would giggle and like text each other over Skype all the time. And it was, we always talked because it was always about, you know, Paleo for Women and what was going on next. And then we went to um, Paleo FX together and it was just a lot of fun and we clicked immediately. So then we started podcasts and we were like, this works. That's the short of it. <laughs> so yes, we, and to be fair... Uh, <laughs> To reiterate, very Noel-driven, which is, like, a huge benefit of having extroverts in your life. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so, but even as an extrovert, I don't have a ton of friends because I've always been that free bird that jumps and goes elsewhere. So, I... I I actually was in high school, went to a different high school because I wanted to go to high school with a better cheerleading team. And I had a lot of friends from church going to this specific high school. So we uh, I graduated from a high school that I had only been at for uh, 10th, 11th, 12th. And so I had really close friendships. And it's crazy that you have all of these really intense friendships in high school and college, and then you leave. And then you're, it's just like... <laughs> It's like, how do I make friends anymore? It's it's hard. I get it. So I don't actually talk. I, I talk very casually to a couple people from high school. It's mostly following, you know, Instagram. And I still have some close friendships from college. But again, it's like I would consider us to be close. And when you say ride or die friendships, it, that's hard. Like, I, I think back and I I don't i have one ride or die friendship in my life like true ride or die like would be there like knows me completely and would be there through anything and i've known her since i was four and i actually interviewed our her on our bonus episodes which are on pause by the way but um and she and i have been through arguments you know we've we've been through it all um and she doesn't judge me and i don't judge her and you know that's it's hard to find people like that it's hard to find people that you align with on so many different things and your personalities click and you can get along and you you both are pouring in equally into this friendship or maybe not even equally you know just when when you need each other you're there and you're communicating in a way and on a platform that's easy for both of you which i'll get to in a second it's hard I don't think you need to have this expectation that you need to have a ton of ride or die friendships. I think that, like Stephanie said, as adults, maybe we just have a few really good friends and then we have a lot of acquaintances where we have fun with them and we can enjoy church or small group or, 
doing a, a volunteer event with or, you know, whatever. We can do a play date if you're a mom or parent. You know, play dates are obviously a thing. But I've found that that's really hard, too, because I don't have a lot of it's 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 challenging as a mom of being a working mom, but a working mom from home. It is a challenge for me because I can't necessarily hang out with the working moms because all of them are working during the day. You know, I can't do play dates with them. But then the stay at home moms, I and this is going to please don't judge me, but it just it's harder for me to connect with somebody who doesn't like his completely stay at home because they want to do a play date right in the middle of when I need to work, you know, when I when I have my most produ- productive time. And I, that's a big part. You know, my work is a big part of what I do and what I'm passionate about. And that's kind of what I talk about, you know, and so it's it's hard for me. There's there's less there to connect about when it's a mom who does not have any other like endeavors or, you know, work pursuits or anything like that. And so it's I've personally just found it very challenging. I can understand what I have, I even as an extrovert, where I have found my friendships in, in my husband and I have moved five times. Where I have been able to grow friendships, it takes at least a year or two of living in a new space. By year two, I usually have a couple people that I know. And it's been at the CrossFit gyms. So find a local gym or a spinning whatever studio Oh, you know, pure bar, whatever, find a place where you can be active with somebody. So in other words, where are these places that you can find, like Stephanie said, find people that have similar interests as, as you. So get there, do that. Uh, you're, find a church and go there regularly. You have to be intentional about like, it's, it's hard just going into a church and it's a bunch of people and you may shake hands and say hi with a few, with a few people, but that doesn't, those aren't friend. you know, that doesn't mean you're going to have friendships. So I have, I, it's funny, there's this girl, her daughter had a little unicorn dress on and I like stalked her and I was like, hey, and so like I, you know, I come up with new ways to connect with people that I like, I have to search out people and I'm like, okay, well, Stella has it on a unicorn dress today. Let me go find her mom. And I'll just kind of like, so I like stalked what this little girl and Stella playing and I was like, go, you know, go find her mom. And so found her and was like, hey, cute unicorn dress. You know, my kid loves it too. And so that's just a cheesy way that we started up a conversation right? So she has a kid. I have a kid where they both had unicorn dresses on. So it's, I have to be in, and it's not comfortable for me as an extrovert either. And it sucks. It's hard. It sucks. But I have to push myself to do those things, even if I'd rather just beeline it and go to the car. So you have to, you have to put in the effort, even if it's, even if the wolf is, what did you say? <laughs> the wolf is tired. Even if you're tired, stressed, stressed <laughs> even if it stresses you out and you're scared, it's, it's worth it to try to meet up and find those people. And so fitness place, church or small groups, uh, volunteering is huge. Like, you know, if you if you're passionate about a specific cause, get more involved with that cause. You will find a lot of really tight people that you can can like talk to. But I I will tell you what, like my roommate, I have my best friend from two. I two best friends in college and I still talk to both of them. But it's very casually. It's not like we'll jump on the phone and, and talk to each other for an hour. It's, you know, it's Voxer. It's get on a, on a, a lot of people like Marco Polo. I hate talking on the phone. I have been a terrible friend over the years because I have never, I used to not respond to text messages and I am a terrible, 
I just don't call people anymore. And so once I found Voxer, I was able to really actually keep a lot of my friendships alive. So just get in, do it in a way that is less, that you can jump on a, record a five minute, you know, voice message to somebody as opposed to being like, well, what time can we call? And let's do FaceTime. And then that's such an extrovert thing. All my extrovert friends send me voice messages and I'm like, oh my God. Sorry. Is it? See, I didn't. I wouldn't have realized that. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I'm like, oh, God, like I have to get my headphones. I have to listen. I have to respond. <laughs> That's really funny. Because <laughs> uh, to me, it's genius. Because I'm like, no, I don't want to Facetime you for an hour. Like that just takes way too much time. No, I agree. But when you were like, hey, I'm on Boxer. I'm going to send you voice notes. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I can't do this. You were like, you can speed them up. I'm like, hey. but you can listen to them in three times so you can be super productive. Yeah, okay. actually, that's very nice. I agree. All right. Last question okay. is from Erica. Where to start if you can't go all in at the moment? Are there small steps that are better than others, like cutting out gluten, refined sugars, etc.? Or is it better to just try to limit overall? I have read your book and loved it, but we have a close family member who is critically ill, and I want to try to improve my health, but I also can't commit to a full program protocol right now. I see. So I'm assuming that it's because uh, you just, your time and your energy are limited, and so you can't. That's the assumption that I'm going with because of the critically ill family member. So um, yeah, first and foremost, prioritize you know, your mental well-being. Absolutely. Uh, And I think, you know, the physical does play a role in that. If you're going through something really stressful right now, uh, then I would probably, the first thing that I would probably cut down on is sugar. I think I would say that to anybody, actually, if I had to pick one of the, if you don't have like a specific inflammatory, maybe autoimmune, mysterious illness that you're trying to solve and you want to make health gains, I think probably the first thing I would say is cut down on your sugar. You know, move from, you know, get rid of all of the things that are like sugary treats and move into whole things. Uh, And I would add other kinds of treats like uh, crisps, uh, chips. (laughs) I would add like chips to that as well, Um, that sort of thing. But I think first and foremost, sugary stuff can really help you feel more at home in like wholer foods. And if you're, again, if you're going through really stressful things, there are ways to still conveniently do the wholer food thing. Right. Like Noelle and I have both talked a lot about the salvific power of the bar life. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> uh, because sometimes for a few weeks or a few months at a time, like convenience is really important, you know, live a bar life or get one of those uh, services that delivers, you know, fresh veggies to your house or uh, meals that you they give you instructions for how to cook them or um I am a big fan of buying vegetables pre-chopped. That's something I do. And um, and I the way that I cook is usually very much for uh, convenience, right? So um, just take care, you know, do what you can to get to whole foods. If you have to cut something first, I would say, yeah, sugar um, and other kinds of snacky things. And that'll automatically bring you down on the vegetable oily stuff too, you know, the seed oils. Um, but yeah, I think... That's that's probably what I would say. Again, unless you have a serious issue, in which case, 
you know, something something more like the protocol we recommend, you know, a full elimination for a few weeks is really important. But if you can't, if it's not in the cards and you don't really need it, then that's okay. Yeah, one of the things that I would do when I was starting my nutritional therapy practice was try to give like easy swaps because I think that if you don't know where to start, just start with breakfast and start with like one of your snacks. So if you're typically eating cereal or oatmeal or whatever in the morning and our goal is to increase more whole foods and where can we add those in? In other words, where can we add more fruit or where can we add some eggs and avocado? Like make that breakfast really full of fat and protein. That's kind of always where I started with my clients. Make those swaps and then like get adapted to that swap and then move to other things. So just focus on breakfast. How can you add in, how can you, whether it's sauteing up some beef or whatever, like if you just add more protein and fat, whole like whole food fat, so, you know, avocado and, and add some fresh fruit. I love that whole, well, I think it's an 800 gram challenge where the whole goal is just to eat 800 grams of fresh fruit or vegetables like raw. Well, I think it actually could be cooked too, but fruit and vegetables in your day. So naturally by focusing on where can I add that in and what swaps can I make, you're going to be swapping out some of that more refined, more processed, higher carbohydrate, typically more nutrient poor things. So if you just focus on breakfast, you know, make breakfast eggs, avocado, a clementine or two, and maybe some berries and see how you feel with that. And if you set your morning upright and, you, and you're eating sufficient calories and that feels good, you're more likely going to be able to do that later on in the day too. Maybe you, you're able to say, okay, I'm gonna swap out something real quick as a snack. So if I was having, <laughs> I don't know, all the way to the end of the spectrum, if I was having Doritos or uh, Snackwell cookies, like I'm trying to think about what I would snack on as a college student. Diet Coke with snack wells. Yum. So healthy, Noel. <laughs> um, if you're doing something like that, try to swap in. Again, more protein, more vegetables. Can you have leftovers? Can you have an apple or a banana with some almond butter or something like that? And just doing breakfast and just doing a snack will be hugely beneficial for you. You'll have more ener- energy. You, you'll, you're less likely to have sort of any sort of blood sugar crashes or swings. Also, focus specifically because you're dealing with a stressful time. If you focus on that, focus on sleep, like that should be your priority. So blocking blue light and really getting to sleep, that circadian rhythm is so important to protect long-term for long-term health and your overall, like how you feel. So focus on that and prioritize that over everything. It's got, you've got to be intentional with turning off screens or wearing blue light blocking glasses while you're watching screens and intentionally sleep, getting sufficient sleep, because it's really easy to let that fall to the wayside during stressful times. And then if you can get outside and walk. So I think that those are kind of my three big things, like protect your sleep, get outside in some sunshine and walk. I mean, if you could do that in the morning, that would be awesome. And then start your breakfast and just make those swaps with breakfast and then move to when you're ready, making a swap for snack. And once you've kind of adapted to that with your food, then you can move into other things. You can focus on lunch or you can focus on, I think really the big thing to tackle for most people is how do I make dinner? How do I make dinner in a way that is efficient, that I can, you know, 
create that time and that space? And how do I bulk cook so that when I'm cooking dinner, I have a dinner for the, the following night for my family, which that it takes time to adapt to. But once you're in the flow, it's easy. And once you use something like prep dish or whatever, it's very easy. It's all done for you. And it really only takes a few minutes. And I know dinner can be daunting, but that's why I usually say leave it for later. Um, and if you can, add in some sort of probiotic or probiotic food. So again, not focusing completely on the food. Also acknowledging that the terrain is really important. And so if you can add in a high-quality probiotic, Bioptimizers has one that I love. It's a proteolytic probiotic. And, um, and or if you could really focus on adding in any sort of probiotic food, like if you're drinking soda during the day, switch it to a, like a GTS kombucha which I have sitting here right now. I mean, honestly, that's how I sort of get my little bit of a buzz and not, bu not alcoholic buzz, but just like an energy, like it's just an energy boost for me. It's a, it's probiotics and it's nice. It's kind of my thing, you know, that I do. And I try not to drink a whole one. It's usually like a half a one so that I can split it up, but make sure that you're adding in probiotic foods, whether that's a sauerkraut or whatever, and, or taking um, a, a probiotic and talk just about being in your thirties. <laughs> it's where I get my buzz. <laughs> Y'all, I'm a mom. I, I gotta, I gotta, it's like the little things now are just like my kids are one and three. It's a lot. I just, there's two toddlers. I, it just I, like oh I used to feel, okay, I used to feel, and again, this is just privilege shining through, but I used to feel bad about purchasing kombuchas like from the bottle because you can make it on your own and it's a lot cheaper. So I would never buy it and I'd always try to make it. Making it is a lot of work and I do not want to do that work anymore, but I am more than happy to shift some of my income over so that I can have my kombucha daily and buy it. <laughs> like that's just where I'm at right now. So, um, and it does, it's again, it's a, it's a mental health choice, but it's also like, okay, I'm, I, it's definitely helps me feel a little bit better. If my stomach's a little off, I will, I will definitely, I can, I'll definitely find support from kombucha. So I kind of see it, see it in that light as well, but I'm getting old. So we don't drink all that. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> it's my beer money, I guess. <laughs> just never. We don't drink. So, okay. Any more thoughts from you? No. For more from Stephanie, go to healthtoempower.com. Actually, you know what you can do? Just go to healthtoempower or stephanie.ruper on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, coconuts and kettlebells. That's all written out. That is where you f you will find us. We do the most things there, and I will let you know when there's new stuff on our website and on the blog. Uh, thanks, guys, for being here. Make sure you join our Facebook group. That thing is really growing, and it's so exciting to see all of you in there. The Facebook group name is Well-Fed Women Holistic Health Community. You can search it. Make sure you answer the questions and let me know that you came to it because you're a podcast listener because I am getting a lot of random spammy requests so it just helps me to know what who came from the podcast and who's a spammer basically so find it I will link to it in the show notes thank you guys thanks for being here we will talk to you next week